What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Save Point Podcast Entertainment Edition, the show where we get with you at least once a week to talk about all of the news going through the entertainment and movie streaming industry. If you like the sound of that, give this video a thumbs up, hit the subscribe button if you are new to the channel. I've got Sean and Chase as always, and I am Josh. Uh, today's episode, we've got some... Uh, Got some Marvel news. We've got some Star Wars news. Uh, the Avatar sequels are going to be uh, super, super expensive to make and produce. Um, and then uh, if you're, again, new to the channel, after that, we'll kind of transition into what we've been watching and consuming. Uh, so without further ado, guys, let's jump in. Um, I think we're going to start. Let's start with the Star Wars news and the Disney news, just because we can kind of group all of that together here. This first uh, story comes from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, here, uh, do, do, do. Taika Waititi is uh, set to direct a new Star Wars film. And again, this comes from uh, uh, Aaron Couch over at the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, 1917 writer Christy Wilson Cairns will pen the script with Waititi. Um, I don't want to to make me subscribe to the hollywood reporter that's how they get you yeah i know <laughs> all right here we go taika waititi is officially headed to a galaxy far far away the filmmaker behind thor ragnarok and jojo rabbit will direct and co-write a new star wars movie for theatrical release Oscar-nominated 1917 writer Christy Wilson Cairns will pen the script with Waititi. In January, The Hollywood Reporter broke the news that Lucasfilm was trying to court Waititi. Uh, no release date has been set for the project, which was announced on StarWars.com to coincide with May the 4th, the unofficial holiday celebrating all things Star Wars. Waititi, who won a screenwriting Oscar, blah, 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 we don't need that. Um... Let's see here. Uh, I think that's about it from there. My guess, I was looking at the kind of the release schedule though, is my guess is that um, uh, it'll probably come out because there's a there's a there's a theatrical Star Wars released uh, release schedule for. 2022 this is all december 2022 2024 and 2026 if things hold out the way that they're supposed to uh thor what is it thor love and thunder yeah is set for 2022 at this point so that would probably put him at 2024 um again other than the fact that he is um Other than the fact that he's uh, attached to direct it, we don't know if it's a brand new trilogy. Obviously, I think they said that you know the Skywalker Skywalker saga is done, so I don't know if it's a a new set of characters, a standalone film, kind of like Rogue One was or Solo. Um, but we all like Thor Ragnarok, and uh, everybody seems to really like Taika Waititi. What do you guys think about this? You guys excited about a yeah? A I think they definitely need, like, I hope what he's bringing 
is this like a new fresh take on Star Wars? Yeah. Because I I would say I didn't really like the last three movies. Overall, I really liked the first, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the last one, which me and Chase just watched a few days ago, mm-hmm. the, um, was it Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. It was all right. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Better than The Last Jedi. It definitely seemed like J.J. Uh, Abrams was trying to clean up all this shit left over from The Last yeah. Jedi. Yeah, there was a lot of fan service. There was a lot of direct fuck yous to uh, uh, Ryan Johnson's Ryan, uh, yeah. um, movie. So, but yeah, it's it'll be interesting. If he can do, if Waititi can do and kind of bring that signature comedic element. He's a funny element, dude. Yeah, if he can bring that you know comedic element to a Star Wars film, I think that would be really cool. That seems to, based off the characters that we know, um, it seems like that would do really well with like a solo type character who's kind of like a, you know, kind of like a smart ass, um, you know what I mean? Kind of like, uh, that type of humor anyway. Uh, but obviously that has yet to be announced. Um, and he did, he, it didn't say, but he directed, I still haven't seen it. I want to go back and finish the first season of the Mandalorian, but he directed the finale. Um, Uh, okay. Yeah. I haven't watched it either. And I think that was one of the better received episodes of that season. So um, he seems to be on a hot streak. And yeah, if he can do yeah, he's a pretty hot commodity. Yeah. If he can do again, what, uh, you know, to star Wars, what he did for Thor, I think he'll be, uh, you know, it'll be obviously received pretty well. Uh, but moving on in additional star Wars news, the Mandalorian season two Cast uh, Tamora Rob, Mo, Mo, excuse me, Tamora Morrison as Boba Fett. Um, so let me pull that up here. So this comes from IGN.com. I didn't have a chance to write these stories out myself. So um, this is from David Griffin at IGN.com. Um, Morrison will join season two's. Oops, sorry. Start at the beginning. Star Wars Universe alum Tamora Morrison, who is also an Aquaman and Moana, will reportedly portray iconic bounty hunter Boba Fett in The Mandalorian Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Morrison's Boba Fett is, quote, expected to play just a small role in Season 2 of the series, end quote. Um, the New Zealand-born actor joined Star Wars back in 2002's Attack of the Clones, where he portrayed Jango Fett. In Attack of the Clones, it was revealed that Boba is actually one of Jango's clones, who the bounty hunter decided to raise as his own son. Um, that is pretty much it. But yeah, we were saying right before we started recording, why this is interesting is because um, for obviously the, the Star Wars nerds out there, um, uh, Boba Fett was actually killed in the what was it called the sarlacc the scarlack sarlacc pit in um return of the jedi i don't know if you guys yeah. remember but he he was out on I like the, remember. he was on a, a boat Bo, not boba fett's he was out on um jesus christ why am i blanking on his name um i can't help you i don't know uh, i've watched the original star wars movies the, in a while the, why am i blinking on the name holy crap uh the big the the big slug java java the hut jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> they were out on uh java's big pimp yacht you guys don't remember this uh, 
And, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, and uh, I remember now. Uh, Han Solo got just got uh, defrosted from the carbonite, and he was like recovering mm-hmm. from like the uh, the blindness. And, yeah, and Boba Fett died in like the most. It was just like the dumbest way where he got like Han Solo bumped into him and set off his jetpack, and he like flew into the side of the ship and then fell into the Sar- uh, Sarlacc pit. I honestly, I don't remember that. You know, honestly, honestly, it's. <laughs> point is is that he was um he's presumed dead obviously so it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to kind of see um where this fits in the timeline and how they plan on bringing him back um but i've been on oh, a, he's coming back he's coming yeah. back as boba fett that's what you said he's coming back or Django. Yeah, no he's coming back as boba fett so Django fett was well, like the like, um, was like in the animated series they brought back uh darth maul yeah, I still haven't seen any of that, but yeah, I've heard that. I, I haven't watched any. I just know they did. Yeah, I, I think I, they, they gave him like a droid like legs or droid lower half since he was right, cut in half. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And obviously, any I mean, it's Star Wars, so anything is possible and how they decide to do this. But uh, yeah, so Django was like the original. And then in Attack of the Clones, they basically made um, clones, obviously, of him. And he took basically one of the cloned kids and decided to raise him as his own, and that was Boba Fett. Who, that'd be fucking weird. Yeah, that'd be who, a weird. That'd be a weird household. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see how that all plays out. But um, I don't think that there is a release date quite yet. Oh, there is. Sorry, uh, season two of The Mandalorian is October of this year. Uh, I don't know if. Um, the coronavirus has pushed that around, but that's according to IGN's story. So look for that later this fall. Um, and then kind of transitioning a little bit uh, from Star Wars to Marvel, uh, Rob Leefield, the creator of Deadpool, has stated that Deadpool 3 is unlikely to happen while at Disney. Um so this is from again from IGN. This is from Jim Vaveda, uh, Vavoda, excuse me. Marvel Studios has quote zero plans to make Deadpool three, according to Deadpool creator Rob Layfield. In an interview with Inverse, Layfield was asked that what the chances are for a Deadpool X Force movie now that the characters are under the Disney MCU umbrella, and his response was not encouraging. Quote, I don't know. Here's what people don't want to hear, but thank God I'm a realist. I feel like Deadpool, the movies, they've set sail. We've got two brilliant movies, and we live in a culture that always looks forward because all they're ever selling us is next, 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 next. It's the fever. For me, as the fever calms down, people just need to calm down and realize that Deadpool 1 and 2 were released within two years of each other, 2016 and 18, and I just can't. I'm not really that crazy about Marvel's plans right now. Uh, and then it goes on to say that Leafield finds that MCU's Phase 4, which includes Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, a less than exciting lineup than what preceded it. Uh, and it's a lineup without any X-Men or mutant-related yeah. movies in it. Um, <clears throat> he added that even if Marvel Studios were to start work on a Deadpool movie today, quote, it would come out in four years. I can't get excited about that. Know what their plan... For- Know what their plan for Deadpool is right now. Goose egg zero zero. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how. The first thing that jumped out to me is I don't know how 
involved Lee Field is in the actual plans at Marvel. You know what right. I mean? Like, he, I don't think I, he has any, like, say in... I think, obviously, he's just giving his own speculation. Um, but you'd have to imagine he probably has a good idea... I would think of what, so. What's going down? Right. Because I'm, I don't know about how much, but I'm sure a lot of that information has to filter through him, or be brought to him. Right. About what they're doing with his property. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. Does know. he not even own? Well, because Fox owned Deadpool, the rights to Deadpool, and obviously Disney bought Fox. So I don't know if that means that. I would imagine. But who owns? Does he still owns it? Though, right? I don't know how he that doesn't. Works. He doesn't own it anymore. So they. I don't. Uh, think I, they, I don't think they technically have to run through him. I, I, you know, maybe as a courtesy, right. they might kind of fill him in on the plans. I don't know, but. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, I don't know how much of a of a say he ultimately has, if at all. Um, but what do you guys think? Uh, would you want to see Ryan? Obviously, would you want to see Ryan Reynolds in the MCU? Maybe team up with, uh, you know, X-Force I, or X-Men. Or... Like, theoretically, I would. But if he's going into the MCU, they'd have to water it down. And that's it, what I was thinking. It wouldn't be the same Deadpool. It's not going to be an R-rated Deadpool. Yeah, I, and that's what makes Deadpool Deadpool. Now, there was a story. The only thing I'll say to that is that there was a story that when Fox was bought by Disney... They said that if, and this was a big if, if Deadpool was to continue, that it would be an R-rated movie. I don't know if that was just lip service to appease the fans or if that they had real intention of keeping it that way. It would be interesting because that would be Because all the, all the MCU movies are what, like PG-13? Mo- yeah, I, th- I think they all are, if not most of yeah. them. Yeah, so I don't see how they'd be able to like work that in there without keeping it in the MCU right. audience. Yeah, it's just the, the character that they establish is so far outside of the characters that are in the MCU as far as this tone. Right. And, you know, just, I don't know how vulgar it is and, right. and hilarious. Yeah. That it might not uh, go well with, with Disney's image of the Marvel characters. And what the creator said i don't remember his name but what he said is maybe it's just the characters that they're that disney is leading with next the next wave of stories just doesn't really gel with you know uh, deadpool yeah. i guess right. i don't know yeah i could see it going either way it you are right it is interesting even if they did make a r-rated deadpool under the disney banner which would be disney's first r-rated movie ever by the way if that would that's happen. why i don't think they have any plans to right yeah. so it might it would be yeah you, you're right chase if they did then it would be you know how do they because it's the mcu right it's all about crossovers and you yeah. know parallel storylines and you know like just beyond that it's just like it Dead Deadpool's brand of humor it just it goes against the Disney image itself. Right. Yeah, it'll be I'll, interesting. I'll Sometimes them, when I turn I'll on compromising that. Yeah. For it's a it. single movie. Right. It is interesting though cuz sometimes when I turn on Disney Plus it is still interesting to see like some Fox properties on there that historically weren't that are a little more I don't know what the word is. Yeah, a little more outside of like the Disney image 
you know, so I don't know, but this is kind of like a big, this is obviously a bigger deal than just like a, like seeing the Simpsons, for example, yeah. you yeah. know, on a Disney, on Disney plus. So I don't know if it'll happen. Um, I would love to see it. You know, he's and by he, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is one of those, um, perfect casting as Deadpool, just like, you know, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. was as Wolverine and, uh, what's the guy's name from state farm commercials is J Jonah Jameson. You know, there are just those, uh, certain, yeah. uh, Simmons, JK J- Simmons. Yeah. There's just those, those perfect casting, um, picks and, and Ryan Reynolds really does fit that obviously pretty well. Um, so here's the hoping I would love to see it, but I'm not holding my breath. And it sounds like, uh, according to Lee field that, um, I think it's Liefeld. I think I'm not saying it wrong, but anyway, according to him, um, it it doesn't seem like it's going to be happening anytime soon, if at all. So, um, anything else before we move on from there? Nah. So the next one, uh, we'll stay in the world of comic book movies. Uh, the Batman will be darker than the previous films, says Andy Serkis. I forgot that Andy Serkis was in this movie. Do you remember who he's cast as? No. He is. I, don't, I didn't know he was in the movie. He is. Uh, he plays Alfred. So he's going to. Okay, be, I did know that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot. About I completely that. forgot. Right. I did too. I was like, who is he? I was thinking like maybe he might be like a CG character, but no, he's actually Alfred. Um, so again, this is from IGN. This is from Matt Fowler. Lord of the Rings, Andy Serkis, who was in the midst of filming his role as Alfred Pennyworth in Matt Reeves' The Batman. When production shut down indefinitely due to the coronavirus has confirmed the film's overall darker tone. When speaking to uh, Lad Bible, Circus was asked if fans should expect a, quote, darker, broodier Batman, to which Circus, Circus chuckled and replied, quote, I would say that's not too far from the truth, end quote. Uh, delving into the story a little bit more, Circus stated that the Batman is very much about the emotional connection between Alfred and Bruce. That's really at the center of it, and it is a really exquisite script that Matt has written. Um, uh, the Batman now moved to an October 2021 release is reportedly more of a noir-style direct detective-driven story and an odd throwback to 70s film Clute and Chinatown. Um, so that's pretty much it. It wasn't like a huge story, but it'll be interesting to see. My first thought was, is, you know, obviously the Nolan trilogy is pretty, I wouldn't say it's dark necessarily. It is very grounded. It is very gritty. I don't know if dark is the right way that I would describe it, but it's interesting to see that this isn't going to be obviously, um, not that we would expect it, but it's not going to be like a, a you know, bat nipple campy, <laughs> uh, you know, campy yeah, uh, Batman I, story. Uh, but what do you guys I'd think? Like see it like, I'd like to see it as like a rated R movie, have like the same kind of tone as uh, the yeah. Joker. The darker for DC, the darker, the better. You yeah. see how well that worked out for Joker. Mm-hmm. And you also see how well it didn't work out when they try to copy the MCU with with everything in the justice league. Right. Like, I mean, Aquaman did good. And, um, so did wonder woman. Right. But that's not, I think when people think of DC, I think the tone is darker. 
And you think of like those early Batman movies that were like very dark and gritty and you know, very like noir, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, type movies. Um, so they just they need to like really distance themselves from like the whole Marvel versus DC by going their own lane, mm-hmm. which they started in with Joker, and you know that was like a billion dollar worldwide movie. And I think I didn't. I didn't see it in any official news story, but I think that I was seeing somewhere. Uh, so I don't know if this is true or not, but that their new strategy is to basically create standalone movies and not worry about creating like an, a universe uh, uh-huh. because of what you said, because they tried that they rushed it and they completely fucked it up. Yeah. And so it just doesn't seem like it's the way that they should go. And obviously Joker the huge you know financial and critical success that it was um i think you know probably proved that um so it'll be interesting to see but what do you think um obviously andy circus is known for you know playing Gollum. uh he's done um what other movie was he in uh that i was thinking he's about been in a, he's been in a couple marvel movies yeah oh it was the yeah. planet of the apes movies um, he played yeah, Caesar. Planet of the Apes. He played uh, King Kong. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Ren Ten Ten or yeah. Adventures of Ten Ten or something. <laughs> what do you guys think about um, him playing Alfred? You know, just what you know about Andy Serkis. I'd have to see him in character because off the top of my head, I think Andy Serkis is a little too creepy looking to be playing Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. Yeah, and I don't think he. I know that they're obviously going for a, a lot of different vibes with this one, but I, he's a little too young. Yeah, to that's what I was about to say. I, I always picture Alfred as this like really old, old distinguished. That's how he's always been played. Michael you know, he's a really old guy, but Kane. yeah, he was um, a great Alfred. Yeah, he's yeah. he'll probably still be the best Alfred ever. Yeah. Did um, you guys see uh, which one was it? Batman vs Superman, or was it Justice League where it was uh, Jeremy Irons played Alfred? Did you it guys like- I never saw Justice League, so it probably yeah. was Batman uh, versus Superman. Did you guys like? Do you guys remember liking? I don't really remember those movies. Uh, I think my brain just blocked out. All that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the I, I mean, I honestly because I've seen Justice League, I've mm-hmm. seen Batman versus Superman, right? Like Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, but I couldn't tell you like a single thing that happens in like those. Movies. Honestly, me either, except for Save Martha. I remember that. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah so jeremy irons was kind of a younger uh i would say probably the same age as andy circus so it'll be interesting to see i do like the darker tone i think that really works obviously well i do like that you know we have to remember that you know batman is a first and foremost he was he is a detective you know, he doesn't yeah. really have any superpowers. It's all about, you know, outsmarting his enemies and the power of observation. So it'll be cool to see a story that's kind of centered around that characteristic of his. Um, hopefully it does well. I actually watched, um, I finally sat down and watched, uh, um, what was it? The King with him and Timothy Chalamet. Um, oh. Was that oh, like, about the uh, what was it like the uh, not the invade maybe the invasion of France or, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. plays the king of France and uh, yeah, um, that was really good. I liked him in that. Yeah, he was um, good and he was he was really good and he had a really good French accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, tried, I did try to watch. Um, I got through about half of it. I might go back and finish it. Did you guys ever try to watch the Lighthouse with him and um, Willem Dafoe? 
No, and, I haven't uh, seen it. It's a very artsy kind of like indie artsy movie. Um, yeah. That's pretty much all he does. Yeah, that's what he's been doing ever since you know Twilight ended. Was the smaller smaller types of movies. I mean, which right. is probably smart on his part because I'm sure people see him in the industry now as more of a serious actor than they did. Oh, definitely. That was a, a huge. I'm sure that was a very calculated move on his part, not to be typecast yeah. as like a the heartthrob, yeah, heartthrob, young adult, you know, uh, fantasy. And I bet he just wanted to like exercise and flex his acting chops because right, <laughs> he didn't really like. I assume the script just didn't give him that much range as an actor in <laughs> Twilight. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't one. right. I've I'm only sure. seen the first one, but that that one was just like he was just like me. sniffing around or (laughs) and then i had one about the the avatar sequels costing a ton of money i think we'll skip that one there's really not too much to it uh but it's estimated that they'll cost a billion dollars to produce which would by far in a way make that the most expensive movie um production of all time by like double Uh, i wonder if we're shooting them at the same time but yeah. there's supposed to be like five, right? So it's like a billion across four sequels, isn't it? Yeah, uh, actually, like, let's like see Jupiter here. Lot. Yeah, it's like 250 million for yeah, two through five. Um, two through maths. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be all the sequels all sure, told like, will be about a billion dollars, uh, equating to about 250 million per movie. Which um, isn't like super a lot. No, I think I think that's yeah. probably right around. Um, that's probably right like around Star Wars. Endgame. Star Wars is around that. Yeah, Star you know, Wars and yeah. Uh, at this point, so, I, re- you know, I remember. I mean, so I guess when we were talking like, about it. Sean told me about that a couple of days ago when I when he first said, I was like, "Is it going to be a billion per <laughs> movie?" Because I could see something like that happening with James Cameron. <laughs> I, I, I didn't again, say that again. <laughs> I wish because Sean told me uh, about that a few days ago uh-huh. uh, when I when he first said it. I was like, I was thinking, "Is that going to be a billion per movie?" <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Because I. I, I wouldn't be surprised though. It really would James Cameron. No. Now, let me but, ask yeah, you this. 150 per movie isn't that bad. No, it's really not. It does put it up there, but it's not like... I don't even think it would be tops. I think... Uh, I think... Uh, if I remember correctly, I think it's one of the Pirates of the Car- uh, Caribbean movies. I can't remember which one. Maybe on Stranger Tides or At World's Ed. It's the I most expensive movie. Like it has a budget. Dead Man's Chest or something? It's one of them, um, but it had a, uh, a production. I think it was right around half a half a billion. It was right around $500 million. Um, but Actually, it, was probably, it was probably the third one, because the second one did really good in theater, so they probably thought they could jack up the, the budget. Right. Um, did, did you guys, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, did you guys, or did you guys like the original Avatar? Yeah. Loved Avatar. Did you? But yeah. the thing is, is like, it's not. What I'm wondering is, are those movies going to be as big as Avatar was? Just because yeah, it's, it's been so long. It's been like 15 years. <laughs> it has been a long time. It's been like, 11. You know, it's maybe by 15 by the time that it actually comes out. So it's true. Avatar 2 is, according to the story, Avatar 2 is still on track to open December 17th of 2021. Yeah, I heard that last year. It was supposed to open. It was <laughs> right. supposed to open on the same day as Aquaman. Yeah, when that came out, uh, with the others set to release on uh, and basically in December of 2023, 2025, and 2027. You better uh, hurry, James Cameron might die before he finishes them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but are you guys? I mean, are you guys excited for the 
Yeah, I Secrets? like the first one. Yeah, I am. I don't know I wonder, how much the like, public is hungry for for more Avatar. I didn't like as big as it was, and it's the biggest movie was the biggest movie in the world, even more than Titanic when it came out. Mm-hmm. But um, it didn't really grab hold like like a Star Wars, you know, right. like where they're making toys and right. and it's like in everybody's consciousness. It didn't grab hold like that. Mm-hmm. It I was, think it was in everybody's consciousness. I mean, I mean, not anymore. Is oh, what I'm really, saying. Yeah, not like, anymore. Like, but I think if they, you still got Spider-Man pajamas and if stuff they selling. Play the marketing right on the, you know, the, the year six months before yeah. it comes out. I think they could build up enough hype. Yeah, and it was also the big bet on make putting in 3D. I do. It really jacked it. up the ticket prices. I saw it in 3D. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and I know James Cameron said he wants to like do something like new and innovative. Not necessarily 3D, but just like something that hasn't been done before. And I don't know what that is. Holograms. <laughs> yeah. Holograms in the movie. Hol- spray your face with water. Yeah, I was say, holog- yeah, holograms in 4D, yeah, where you like, uh, yeah, you have water spraying you in the wind. It's like um, a VR movie or something, you know. And I also think just like James Cameron's name just carries enough clout with He's it. one yeah. of those few... He's has like, like two of the three highest grossing movies of all time. Super triple A director. Yeah. Like everything he touches is gold. I mean, he hasn't made one movie that isn't critically and commercially successful. Yeah. Uh, now it, um, it does say here, avatar was the highest grossing movie of all time until Endgame dethroned it. However, the margin between the films is so small that James Cameron has said that he believes avatar uh, will reclaim the top spot when it is inevitably re-released ahead of Avatar 2. So, Okay. Well, yeah, it's definitely possible. Yeah. I didn't know they were planning on doing that. I didn't either until I read the story, but that's, that's kind of what it... Like, um, but I would say probably in tickets sold, I would say it's probably... I would say definitely less, just because the ticket price of, of right. 3D... Um, you know, really, This one seems to be... Uh, primarily um underwater or takes place around water as the main element um now i was wondering if it was gonna like have like the same main characters um i'm not sure i'll be honest uh, i don't remember remember it was uh yeah and was uh, it sam worthington zoe Oh, um, um, zaldana zoe was zaldana zaldana or whatever her name is um Michelle Yeoh has been cast in this new one. Um, obviously, they're bringing back Stephen Lang, who played kind of the the general the or whatever it was. I thought he was killed, wasn't he? Or did he just like retreat? I haven't seen it in forever. I haven't. I either. think he did die. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. And then um, he's all, uh, James Cameron is also bringing back uh, an alum that he's worked with before, and Kate Winslet. Um, but we don't know what her character is. Uh, I bet she's a scientist. I can almost see it right now. Yeah, I can see it too. <laughs> With like the, the laughing. I don't see her being like a big avatar, like yeah, <laughs> Kate Winslet avatar, <laughs> giant blue lady. Yeah, she's I, a I, I, yeah, I can see her walking around in a lab coat. Um, all right, so moving on from there. Um, uh, oh, this is a quick one. Um, a new li- uh, live action Transformers is set to release in 20. 20- 22 um do people still care about yeah, transformers? i think that still might be a little too soon <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so, I haven't cared about Transformers in a while. Since Transformers like Four, which was the first one with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Um, yeah. Uh, man, that those movies. Um, I didn't see. Is it. Michael Bay slated to direct again? Um, I hope not. Let me see here. Uh, I think it'll just be a gigantic bust again if he does. Yeah, I guess somebody else besides Michael Bay. Bay on. It does not say if he is directing or not. They just talk about the writers. Uh, but yeah, so the original trilogy had uh, Shia LaBeouf um, playing uh, Sam Witwicky. Uh, yeah. Ladies Man 417 or 217 or whatever it was. Um, I remember. <laughs> oh my God. And then, uh, yeah, the fourth and fifth one had um, Mark Wahlberg. The fourth one was actually the highest grossing There's movie. A fifth one? There are five. I did not know that. Um, the reason that it kind of went on hiatus is because the fifth one bombed uh compared to the fourth one the fifth one or the fourth one did um over a billion at the worldwide box office the fifth one that was probably because people were just like oh let's see how this turns out you know with mark Wahlberg (laughs) instead of like shia labeouf yeah and then they saw it and then they're like no we've had (laughs) enough of that yeah Uh, yeah so the fourth one was with uh mark Wahlberg, um and it did uh over a billion. The fifth one had a production budget of like 200, 215 million, but it only made like 600 million at the box office. So they didn't think it was um, yeah. obviously nearly as successful. So that's why it's been on hiatus. Uh, I think that one came out in 2015, 2016. Did um, Bumblebee too? And then Bumblebee came out in 2018. I don't know how that one did. I know it had a it had much a smaller, smaller budget. budget. So I don't think it necessarily flopped. I think it probably made some of its money back, but yeah, uh, it wasn't like a runaway success. I know that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Give me the water, please. But yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really say. Uh, Joby Harold, who wrote Army of the Dead, and James Vanderbilt, who wrote Zodiac, are currently working on separate scripts in I the story universe. Damn big things. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, um, it'll be interesting. It's I, I went back and watched those movies recently. It, they're not great, especially the fourth and fifth one. I mean, it's I I, I like Shia LaBeouf, so I, I liked those. I, first I ones, hope they but, design the actual like Autobots and Decepticons differently because one of the reasons I didn't like them is I had trouble telling them apart. Everybody, like, yeah. I didn't know who like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee were, but like. Megatron and like everybody well, else, it was just like, like it was just they all like the same to me. They all look silver and gray, and I'm like, yeah. I can't tell you guys. Apart. It was all what I yes, that was part of it. The other thing that I had an issue with is that when all of the action started happening, it just looked like just metal in a blender. Like yeah. everything was moving you so fast. Never see those videos of like those balls of snakes like during mating season. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Transformers. I couldn't even tell like who are the Autobots and like who are the Decepticons when That's they're fighting. What I mean. It was very tough. And so um but anyway, it'll be interesting. I don't know if this is gonna be a uh, a reboot or if it's gonna be a continuation at this point they should just reboot it yeah i'd I'd reboot it and just um and keep michael bay away from it yeah if possible i don't know if he has because he directed all five which is pretty i think that's pretty rare for one director to you know even like long-running series like you know 
I don't know, Harry Potter or Star Wars. It's it's very rare to have one director across the whole thing. I I could be making this up, and it's very possible that I'm just pulling this out of my ass, but I thought that he had some type of ownership stake with Hasbro and the Transformers license, which is why he did it, but I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, which I hope is, not. <laughs> which could be the reason, because he didn't, he didn't do Bumblebee, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back to uh, to direct this one. Because if he does, I won't watch it. I mean, not <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just not, won't. Not a big I'm Michael not, Bay dude. I haven't like the last movie of his I liked was like thirteen hours, and then like before that, I can't even tell you. Right. <laughs> um, I think that's it for the news, guys. Unless you have anything before we transition. Um. Uh, no, not really. No. You watch Community? I think they're making a Community movie. I've seen. I haven't seen it since it was actually on. Yeah, TV. I, I'm like not a community guy, but a lot of people like that show. show. It was good. I liked it. Uh, Joe McHale. Yeah, it was the first couple seasons. I re- I remember really enjoying. Um, but I'm. It'll be interesting to see if that actually. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes those shows are such a time and place type of. And it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of recapture that magic that made this this show great. Yeah. Um, I think about uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched it, but Arrested Development with Jason Bateman. I was Bateman. like the first season. Uh, I really liked that show up until they it was canceled for a few years, and then Netflix brought it back for like one final season, and that final season it just wasn't good. It was yeah. just like everybody had moved on, and you could tell that it was. I won't say it was a cash grab, but it was just the magic wasn't there. So it'll be interesting to see if it kind of you know works out that way with uh with the uh you said it's a show or it's a movie honestly i don't know i think it's a movie though i think they're they're saying it's a mo- going to be a movie oh a movie yeah it'll yeah. be interesting to see um but i think that's it so what have you guys been watching what have you guys been doing Hmm? We watch. We got watched a whole lot. We watched Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. Well, let's jump into that because that's one thing on my list. Also, what did you guys? Um, no spoiler. We'll try to keep it spoiler free for those that might not have watched it yet. But what did you guys think of it? I liked it more than eight. Yeah. Less than seven. It was a. It was a good popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of. I, I mean, think this is better than anything. I think it was better than uh, Episode One and Two. I don't even think it was as good as Revenge of the Sith, though. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was better than... I think it's better than all the prequels, definitely. It, better than 8. Just, I'd probably put it below 7. I didn't like Rey's character arc in that movie. I didn't think it was believable what they were doing with her character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Without spoiling anything, I just yeah. didn't like what they what they were trying to go for. One thing it didn't I, land with me. One thing just, that I will it, say, it, go ahead. it just came like out of nowhere almost. Yeah. And I think what you were saying before is that I think it was JJ Abrams trying to just clean up what Ryan Johnson had left behind with episode eight, you know, because Snoke, wh- who we assumed was the, the big baddie for this new trilogy mm-hmm. was just killed off unceremoniously. And it, he was like, well, shit, what do I do from there? And it was, it would have been tough to have a believable, menacing threat introduced and killed off in the same movie. So they yeah. kind of, you know, went back to the well, you know, with that one. Um, 
it just makes me wonder what would a a J.J. Abrams seven, eight, and nine trilogy would have looked like if he would had have been episode. fucking awesome. Yeah, I think it would have been a lot <laughs> you know what I mean. Seven was great. Yeah. yeah, I really liked Episode Seven a lot. It was a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Also, like after Episode Seven, I don't like what they did with Finn's character either. I thought he was just kind of like around, not doing much. I thought he was gonna have like a bigger yeah mm-hmm. arc. You yeah. know, I I don't. Actually, I am going to the popcorn more so than the characters. I'm going to spoil one thing. Uh, So if you guys don't want any spoilers at all, uh, scrub it forward a little bit. Um, But what did you guys... So when... Do you remember when Finn said to Ray, hey, I need to tell you something? Yeah. They never explained it. What did you guys Mm -hmm. think that he was going to say to her? He's probably going to confess his love for her. Yeah, I, I thought I had something that's what that I, he, that's had, what I just he had feelings for or something. I, but who knows? The what that I was in, my first thought. What I interpreted it as was that he was force sensitive. Maybe because I kept. Well, he kept yeah, I thought he was force sensitive. Okay, because I, I don't mean, know. I don't know felt, if that was set up before, he but feeling. he kept saying. He kept saying to everyone, kept, "I have a feeling." I have a feeling. Stuff and, yeah, and he was like, yeah. "Oh, he was going to tell her." Yeah, that he was force sensitive. So I don't know. I I just thought that was interesting because I, I I assumed you know they had the uh, the red herring in episode seven. I think it was episode seven in the 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 fight in the snow where he it looks like he might. It was like him and Kylo, yeah. and he like. That's, that's on the, the I thought they were going to take Finn's character arc. It was like have him be trained in the way of the Jedi, also. Mm, right, but they never did that. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was good. I liked it. It was a lot of fan service, you know, at the, especially at the very end, you know, uh, uh, Chewie got his medal that he never got in episode four. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just a lot of stuff like that, which I, I mean, I like Kylo Ren's, uh, character arc. He had the, I'd say Kylo had the best arc, um, over the trilogy. I, I will say this. I think that in all, all nine movies, he probably is the best villain. In terms of just yeah, his character arc, his um, yeah, better than Darth Vader. I, he might be. I think he's a more nuanced character. I, I think that yeah. he's. But I don't think that makes him a better villain. Well, okay, maybe not a better villain. Like he's not more evil, but I think he's just a. In the same way that uh, better might not be the right word, but like almost in the same way as. Like the way we really liked Thanos because he had believable motivations and you know what I mean. Like I think that he was he had those gray areas where he was clearly struggling and in, in all three movies he was clearly struggling with like the light and the dark, and he was always getting pulled and pushed back and forth. I just thought it made a very maybe he's not a better villain, but he had the most interesting arc out of any of the villains in the yeah. movies. I think. So. Yeah, I think Darth or Anakin slash Darth Vader's would have been better if it just wasn't for Christian Haydenson's acting uh-huh. in the prequel. Yeah, I, I, I went back were, and watched the prequel. I mean, the acting sucks in those, but that writing is not much better. No, Whoever, the writing's you know. a trap. I, I really, I really <laughs> blame the writers and George Lucas on those. I, I think that. I'm not saying Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen would have ever won in you know an Oscar for acting in any shape, way, or form, 
But you have to remember, like, there were so many, like, really good actors in those prequels. You had... I mean, you know, Liam uh, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor, he did a lot with the, the script. Yeah. Uh, he, he was, I thought he was great. He was the best one. Like, even, yeah. but even like Samuel Jackson was like stiff and boring. Like, Samuel L. Jackson was boring. When have you ever yeah. had a chance to say that? And so, um, you should have um, yelled more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it'd be cool, like, just to position. <laughs> there is a, uh, he, I, I don't know if this is true, but I read it on like a, I think it was IMDB or something. I was reading like uh backs on episode one or maybe it was episode two. I don't know. One of the prequels where um, uh, he has his prop lightsaber from the movies in his house and on the hill. Oh, yeah, I, I read something like that. He like uh, took it. He took it and then he inscribed it with uh, this is my lightsaber motherfucker. <laughs> it's in his yeah, head. <laughs> that sounds like him. All right. um, but yeah, so um, that kind of takes me into uh, another thing that I watched, which was the uh, the Empire Dreams. Did you guys see that on Disney Plus? The mm-hmm. uh, the Star Wars, the original Star Wars uh, documentary about like George Lucas and his. Uh, I'll have to check that out. It was I really like good. It. I, I liked like it. It's uh, it's about two and a half hours, um, but it's very interesting. It kind of goes, uh, you know uh thx uh one one three eight which is like his student film that kind of put him on the map with his uh professors at uh usc um and then his first commercial hits which was uh american graffiti um and kind of yeah put him on the map as a bona fide director which helped him get the funding for star wars uh, which was Did always you guys the- know that he uh directed the montage sequence in the first godfather I did not know that. But him and uh, Francis... And stuff, like, after... uh, If anybody hasn't seen The Godfather, spoiler alert. (laughs) uh, After Al Pacino kills the cop and... Uh uh, What's his name? And he goes away to Italy. And then they have, like, the newspapers. Just, like, a montage of, like, newspaper cover stories. like you know. I didn't know that. Yeah, he directed that. Him and... As uh, a favor to uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Him and Francis Ford Coppola actually went to school together. They were very good friends growing up, and I think that they... Well, they're not anymore. That's but, why That's why he did it. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's like a favor to him to help yeah, him out. And so, uh, and obviously Spielberg, they were all in that group of, like, new... You know, coming out of the age... The golden age of Hollywood, you know, in the 50s and 60s, they were kind of like the new school at that point. Yeah. New school, like, directors. Um but yeah, uh, it was really good. It kind of it talks about you know the just you know getting it off the ground and how, I mean, episode four almost killed him. I mean, you know, because he was directing and producing, and he was he created ILM and he created Pixar and he created you know all of these things that we take you know for granted now, but all of these things were um, obviously at the time very revolutionary. So if you have any interest in Star Wars and and things like that and kind of like the the inception of it. Uh, it's definitely worth uh, a, it's definitely worth a look. It was made in 2004, 2005, so it's a little old now, but it was still, I think it was produced in between episodes two and three, so they kind of go over the prequels a little bit at the very end, but it's like mainly focused on the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because one of the uh, they're, they you know they do interviews with like uh Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and and Harrison Ford and uh you know everybody's saying like oh yeah I was so, I'm so I was so excited to be part of something you know uh you know so special and you know to have this experience you know Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill are saying all that and then um 
they cut to Harrison Ford and he was like, and if I knew, I knew if I played this right, that this movie would make me a big star. (laughs) (laughs) And so it it was just funny. He's definitely the most successful out of all three of them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but man, it's, it's really good. I, 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 like I said, if anybody likes star Wars, they haven't seen it. Harrison Ford wasn't even supposed to play, uh, Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Do you know who they, uh, they hired him? At, Cause he was, uh, he was playing Han Solo during the screen testings. Mm-hmm. And after they saw him and uh, Mark Hamill together. Yeah. Uh, when Mark Hamill was in uh, auditioning, do you know who was him? the supposed to be the original Han Solo? They have this in the, in the documentary it's supposed to be Val Kilmer. Was the, I don't see it working out. I'm sure that's probably why they went with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be Val Kilmer. Um, and uh i just imagine home solo being like doc holiday <laughs> right yeah. um but man it was super cool like I, it was just it was stories that i had heard here and there but just to see it all put together in a really well done documentary um i i really enjoyed it i think it's definitely worth a watch but um anything else what else have you guys been watching Nothing um, really. That's pretty much it. Still watching Kingdom. Yeah, we watched an episode of Kingdom. The uh, the zombie Korean, Korean zombie feudal Korea. Yeah. Is there two seasons right now? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, That's I need really to check good. That out. I want to check that out. Go ahead. It's good. It's really good. It's just uh, we were watching it when uh, Last Kingdom season mm-hmm. four premiered, so we stopped watching it to watch that, and then. We were playing uh, Modern Warfare a lot, and then right got that first uh, Warzone dub. Yeah. Oh, did you? Finally. Yeah. Do they have? Uh, yeah, we got Damascus also. That's the majority of what we were doing. <laughs> is we finally got Damascus. <laughs> have you guys now? Do they have duos in Warzone? Not yet. It's supposed to be coming sometime this season, supposedly. Yeah, that's what it's I said. Like there was a bunch of uh, there's still some bugs or something with it, so they're trying to work it out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we started Rick and Morty because uh, oh, season yeah. four. What is it? Season four is out. Yeah, and uh, uh, part two is season four, right? Yeah, part two, season four. That started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I think, so, yeah, I think I'm Morty about to start it. it. I added it to my queue, which is as far as I've ever gotten in watching it. Watch it. It's yeah. funny. Oh, it's one more. Not story. a kids Sorry, show. So don't let the kids watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Family guy, but, but, but funnier and uh, worse. You guys probably already saw this. I saw it this morning. Dave has officially been renewed for season two. Yay! I um, didn't see that, but I'm excited because it was amazing, and I love the 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 way they ended season one. Mm-hmm. Um, it is scheduled for next year. I don't know when, I mean, uh, but I kind of figured they would though, because I mean it's such a commercial and critical success. Well, I think they were wait from what I understood, they were waiting for the the ratings to come in and it is officially their highest rated comedy ever um FX, so it, it only made sense. Uh I think it was probably got renewed either way, but it beat out Atlanta as the top rated um comedy. Uh but yeah, it is official that it is coming back next Atlanta year. Comedy. Um <laughs> I'm interested to see if they can capture lightning in a bottle twice. Cause you have to imagine that the expectations are so high. I think, yeah. it'll, I think it'll be good no matter what I'm in a hundred percent, but uh, I, don't know. I trust little Dickie. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a funny dude. He's, he's just, he's like super creative. Yeah. Just mean, like his has, character. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he has like a show that's great. He has like giant hits and music and they're all funny. Like all of his, well, most of it. 
he has all some serious tracks, but right. But yeah, um, so I forgot to throw that in there, but yeah, that's official. It is coming back for season two. Um, cool. The only other thing that I've been watching, though, to kind of, I think, wrap it up is I started watching The Morning Show on Apple TV or Apple Plus. Much with Reese Witherspoon and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I just we just watched the first episode last night, so I don't have much more to say than um, I like where it's going. For those that might not know what it's about, um, it's basically a at least in the first episode, it's basically a mirror storyline of what happened on the show, Matt Lauer, and he turned out to be like a giant creep, uh, sexual predator. So that's what Steve, that's the character Steve Carell plays. Yeah. He's like a disgraced, and the, within the first 10 ep- minutes of the episode, he's fired from the show because it turned out that he was, uh, he was sleeping with um, a couple of the interns or like, I don't know, producers or something behind the scenes and because of the me too movement he is they deem him a sexual predator even though he claims it was consensual and there was nothing predatory about it etc etc um i don't know other than that where the story's gonna go or what it's about but reese witherspoon plays a like small town local reporter who is uh who has a video that goes viral and it seems like she's going to be set up to take over the host through a, a series of fortunate events she'll take over the co-host chair right alongside jennifer aniston but there seems to be some like cat fighting between the two women seems like you know that type of thing so i don't know it'll be interesting to see kind of how it plays out but the first episode was good um i like reese witherspoon she's a really good actress so and she does it very well here jennifer aniston for the most part, she does it really well. She can't cry on screen. I've noticed that. There's one scene where she's like sobbing, and it's like bad. Like it's, <laughs> it's just really, it's just not good. Um, but you know, Steve Carell. It's interesting to see him in a serious role. He doesn't really crack any jokes, obviously. So, I mean, he's a good serious actor. Like the one movie where he plays that like a uh, really weird uh, wrestling coach team. Yeah, uh, Foxtrot uh, team. Yeah, something Fox team, or team Fox or Fox truck. Yeah, maybe not Fox. Yeah, Trump. it was really good in that. Yeah, Fox catcher. It was Fox catcher. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was really good. In that. Mm-hmm. So it it is interesting to see him play in a more serious role, but it wasn't bad. I liked it. Uh, it'll be you know, it's like comedy actors always are great dramatic actors. That's what they say. Yeah, they say uh, if you can do comedy, you can do anything. Look at Adam Sandler. You guys got to watch Uncut Gems if you haven't already. Well, it's coming to Netflix this month. Oh, is it? I'll watch uh, it yeah, again. So I'm definitely going to be checking it out. Yeah, I want to watch that. It is yeah. one of those movies where you will not breathe for two hours. You yeah, I heard it. Edge of your seat. It is it. so fucking tense the whole way through. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get together and talk about that one. All right, guys. Um, I, that's all that I've been watching. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to throw in? Nah, I think we pretty much covered it. All right. Well, that is it then, everyone, for this week's episode. Holy crap, it got dark. Yeah, uh, turn on the light. <laughs> for this week's episode of the Save Point Podcast. Like I said at the top of the show, if this is your first time through the channel, give this video a thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and uh, leave us any suggestions on what to watch, what have you been watching. Um, we always are in the, uh, in the market for a new show to binge. Um, check us out. 
Uh, if you can't watch us, check us out on all the major podcast services. All you need to do there is search the Save Point Podcast. Give us a five-star review. Um, if you're going to give us anything less than that, just don't do it. Five stars are bust. <laughs> um, and I think that's everything. Um, next show will be, uh, we'll kind of revert back to our video game focus topic what i want to do actually guys while i got you here is i think the next one we're going to have one specific focus it's going to be uh i wanted to do one we should have done one for the xbox event but i want to do one for uh just our predictions for what to expect for the ps5 the rumored ps5 reveal event um you know just any predictions that you might have whether it's about games the console itself the price if they're going to release announce a release date or anything like that so maybe we'll do three or five predictions each and kind of just go like a roundtable discussion um but that'll be for next time um so we will get the details of that together behind the scenes um i think that's everything so yeah until next time you guys stay safe <laughs>